Welcome, 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 welcome to the doubled up, 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 the doubled up podcast. Welcome to the doubled up podcast. Let's go. Welcome to the Doubled Up Podcast, the weekly podcast talking all things trainers, sneakers, kicks, creps, whatever you call them, wherever you are in the world. I'm Matt and with me as he is every single week is Scott. Scott, how you doing, mate? I'm knackered. I don't know about you, but this week, everybody seems to just be like, ugh. I don't know why. I don't normally believe in hump day. I only really learned what hump day was not that long ago, to be honest. But right, okay. Like from Wednesday onwards, like Wednesday today, everybody in my office has just been there. Like, I'm done. I'm done already. It, there must be something in the air. Yeah, but it, the whole idea of hump day is that you get over the hump, and then by Thursday, Friday, Saturday, like you're you, you're looking forward to the weekend. Yeah, but it, it it's more instead of kind of walking down the other side of that hump, they seem to be like just barrel rolling face first oh, down. Oh, okay. But like, you know, Gravity's like when you see, doing its best, yeah. You know when you see like the, I mean, the, really, the cheese really race. very local to me, the cheese rolling hill. Is that um, near you? Is, yeah, yeah. It's Gloucester, literally around the corner. No. Yeah. Why yeah, haven't we I, gone I, cheese I, I rolling? Because, well, I mean, if you want to get involved, you can go and break all your bones. Oh, yeah, um, we don't need any more help for that. We're but what, as it is. watching is, is quite entertaining. Um, yeah, it wasn't that long ago, actually. Wow, when um, I was when living in Basingstoke, that was just like one of those things that like you saw on YouTube. I didn't realise that. <laughs> I, I, I didn't actually think that like people lived near it. But no, that makes so much sense. Uh, but yeah, so, someone has to live Well, no, of course, it, but like, do you know what I mean? Like, you, you know when there are just things that are just like myths on... <laughs> the yeah, internet yeah. or like oh. things like that I, I just kind of assumed that no one in their right mind actually went to go other than the 10 yeah, people yeah. or whatever it is that participated i just completely oh there's think more that's than a... there's loads of people that i don't know yeah, why wow. but there's but yeah whenever we used to have exchange students come over in the school that i worked at they'd come over and there would always be this evening where we kind of sit there kind of just chatting and we'd kind of introduce them to British culture because they'd always be from Australia, New Zealand, South Africa, America, wherever it might be. And the video of the cheese rolling was always like prime viewing because that they was would your that was your introduction to British culture. It, well, it was always we'd always pick stuff that was always like just made no sense. And to be that fair, was one of them because it was they they literally would look at it and go, "What? What? Yeah." And even when we explained it, they would it still made no sense and that yeah. was it it was it was more it wasn't really a proper introduction as in like well this is what we do in this it was more we're going to show you the stuff that makes no sense and just watch your reactions to it and it was always quite to be fair i think in the uk we have a lot of that uh hannah's parents or hannah's dad um lives in torquay i think i've said this in loads of different episodes right and I remember once we went down to visit them and they were talking about one of the local like towns near there that every single year they have this event where basically um, there's a big barrel full of tar that gets set on fire and people carry it on their shoulders and just run through the town. And the idea is like... It, and basically it's just a com- it's like it's a known thing that people... Like people gather from all over the place to watch people run through the street with a flaming barrel of tar over their shoulders. <laughs> and if you don't move out of the way of the barrel, they will just mow you down. 
And I was yeah. like, in my head, I was thinking, well, and when people like come from all over the place to witness this, and they were like, yeah, it's like a every single year, it's a massive night out. I'm like, but you've just said that it's someone with a flaming barrel of tar on their shoulder. Yeah. Like, how is this? And I suppose it's no different to people throwing a wheel of cheese down a hill and deciding to hurl themselves down Literally. it. Like, I think the UK, we're just weird as shit, really, when you think it's, about it. It's not even just here, though, because I remember when we had a girl over from Spain and she tried to explain the running of the balls to us. Yeah, of course. That's another weird and one. She tried to explain it and she was there like, yeah, yeah, perfectly normal. And we were there like... No, that's mental. But then we did counteract it with, look at this wheel of cheese that rolls down a hill that is completely normal. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, she must have looked at you like, what? Very... The, and, and you thought the ball thing was weird. At least, at least running with the balls is like semi-heroic. Like, what, what do oh, you yeah. get at the end of the cheese thing? Like, you get well, cheese. If you get to the bottom first, you get the cheese. Yeah, but is the cheese that good that it's worth? Like, if you go down there with two broken legs oh, and at the end... <laughs> next year 2024 <laughs> scott's gonna win the cheese my, my legs are buggered <laughs> enough let alone trying to do that i would actually murder myself oh dear talking about buggered uh legs um moving on to to my buggered legs or apparently scott they're not so not buggered so anymore um i have had i had confirmation last week after we recorded our episode I went to the hospital had my little x-ray and apparently i'm all healed uh i no longer have a broken leg so congratulations to me. Six. Insert cheering. Way! Uh, so day of recording is Thursday night, as we normally record. Tomorrow morning is, of course, Friday morning. I uh, I think I'm going to be back to feeling the pain of physio because for months now, where I've been just waiting for my X-ray for my leg to heal, uh, I have not been like progressing with my physio. I've just been doing weight training and things like this. Physios just basically said get stronger, so I haven't been suffering any of the pain. Whereas now is the come to Jesus moment of now I have to relearn to run and I have to relearn to jump and I have a funny feeling that I'm going to be experiencing pain for the next uh, however many months. So uh, everyone feels everyone feel happy for me. Everyone feel happy for me that I have a fixed leg, but also feel sorry for me for the pain I'm going to feel over the next few months. Yeah, yeah. It, I mean, uh, like I say, physios, sadists, all of them, evil. Um, it, it is, they are, they get you to do the most simple of exercises, but they know exactly which simple exercises to give Fucking you hurt, yeah. to inflict the most discomfort. Um, yes, they are very smart, but very evil, evil, evil people. Um, evil yeah, geniuses yeah yeah we love much. we love physios but we also hate them we love them because they make us oh it's very much a love-hate relationship but in the short term they make us feel sad so 100 uh, percent. but yeah, yeah. I, I just thought i'd seen as we were talking about your buggered legs i thought i'd try and sneak into the conversation the fact that mine aren't so buggered anymore but uh we, we are actually recording later than we normally are so uh i think we should probably we don't have the luxury today, Scott, of talking about endless shit. So we'll try and keep it to a, a, a minimal, a little bit. We can't promise anything, listeners. I'm sorry. But uh, we'll, we'll, well, I think we'll just jump straight into our question of the week, Scott. We don't have any latest pickups, uh, unfortunately. Scott's uh, had all of his latest pickups for the year where he had about 18 trainers in two weeks or whatever stupid amount of pairs you had. Um, so we're still, we're still without new shoes at the minute. So we'll jump straight into our question of the week before um we say this week's question of the week uh i would like to first of all um 
kind of reminds everyone that if you would like to ask us a question for future episodes, make sure that you look out on Instagram for um, our post. Um, we always put it on a main feed. We put it on a story. You can get in touch with us on threads, DM, however you want to get in touch with us um, and make sure that you submit your questions. I will say now, we are looking to change this segment a little bit and more information will uh be on our social media hopefully in the next week um for now if you have any questions please still submit them but we are going to change this segment ever so slightly so yeah look out for a new uh kind of post on our instagram feed and that'll give you all the information um for a change to this segment but for now uh we have a question from at j p c i k c s i think it's at j p kicks with a c Yep, we're going to go with that one. JP Kicks, uh, who has asked us, do we need the continuing trend of reimagined old pairs or recycling people's grails? Or do you think it's better for Nike slash Jordan to focus their efforts on new things? I personally think it pulls a little bit away from the original shoe, but maybe one reimagined slash big OG shoe a year would build the prowess around it. And this is James from Crep Collective. Number one, if you're not following Crep Collective, go over and give them a follow. Uh, two, I'm really sorry, James, for fucking up your Instagram handle. Um, but this is a very interesting kind of subject because I can imagine that people are really in probably two camps for this. I'm sure there's a bunch of people that really, really like the idea that these kind of 85 Jordans and kind of early 90 Jordans are like really unattainable and if you have a pair it's something that you have that other people don't almost kind of semi gatekeepering but at the same time there's probably a load of people that are recently into shoes weren't around when the last say Jordan 1 or Jordan 3 or Jordan 4 retros that are probably now like oh my god finally I don't have to worry about spending a thousand pound on stock x for a Jordan 1 Instead, now I can just buy the Lost and Found or the reimagined um, kind of uh, White Cement 3s or um, the 4s that are going to be coming out in the future. I think it's a really difficult one because I kind of agree with what James is saying. But also in my head, it's like, just give the people what they want. I like the idea of what he said at the end about having maybe one reimagined or OG shoe a year. And it kind of is almost like the Jordan 1 85 cuts that they've been doing over the last few years. Obviously, starting with the reverse bread, then having, what was it, the neutral greys. Then they had the black and white. I know there's been a couple of other 85 cuts as well. They seem to be coming a little bit more frequent than they once were. But at one stage, at least for the first few years, you knew every February... You were gonna get a, you were gonna get an eighty five cut Jordan, and I actually really liked that. That like there's certain times of the year where you expect these shoes. Like with Jordan brand, it was for at least two or three years. February you're gonna get an eighty five cut Jordan one, and in Christmas you're gonna get a different Jordan eleven. And I like that that we're not pumping out too many of these shoes, but we're doing enough to keep people interested, but still keep a little bit of. Uh, I suppose kind of what James is is kind of saying here, we're still keeping a little bit of mystique about the shoe. You're not going to every single week go onto the sneakers app and see another 85 cut Jordan. Um, I'm a little bit on the fence with this one, Scott. What do you think about this? Um, I mean, there's obviously quite a few bits to this um, question and kind of suggestions, but do we need the continuing trend of reimagined old pairs? I don't mind it. 
I don't mind the the reimagining of old pairs because I think when it's done well, like the Lost and Founds, there's a little bit of a spin on it. It's something a bit different. There's a bit more to it than just here's a Chicago and people go mad for it. I appreciate that they've done something more because they could quite easily just go Chicago's releasing and yeah, just yeah, yeah. watch the world burn because that's exactly what would happen. But they, you know, they released it mass numbers and did so. I, I don't mind it so much. I think people get really shitty um, about things. People will go, yeah, yeah, reimagined really good. But when you put into context some pairs that maybe weren't so good that you could also throw into the reimagined camp, like bread, um, patent breads. Yeah, but I, know, I don't think that's the quote unquote but reimagined. They, they, but they, yeah, but the, none of the others. I mean, obviously the threes were. Kind of re, well, they weren't. Were they reimagined? Were they th- no, they were called. They were called the, the reimagined white cement. Reimagined. No, but that was they, the original. Orig- originally, name. they were. Um, but this is the thing that I remember. It was a post from Calf being like, actually, it's like all of these pairs that are just different materials on it. Actually, they are reimagined. They're just they haven't had that name on it, which they are correct. Like all of them, unless you are then defining. Okay. If they are vintage, they are reimagined. That's not the case, is it? They're not reimagined if they're made vintage. So it's interesting to see where what the label of reimagined applies to for some people. Because I think some people are very selective as to what they put that reimagined label on. Um, it's like with these uh, royals that are coming. Um, you've got the black and the blues coming in all suede as opposed to kind of the leather. Again, they're meant to be reimagined. Will people lay the them reimagines when they release it depends if they're hyped and if they're popular or not i think um because well, that no, I think, no, label no, no, no. is quite i disagree got... i th- i think the reimagine label has come about since the lost and found and i think it is something we will see more in the future regardless whether it's been made vintage or whether it's been made different but what, material what, but, but what but what are we what are we defining as as reimagined because at the moment the only ones that have had the reimagined tag are vintage yeah you're absolutely right but the point i'm making is like if, if no but if i was to say to you right now reimagine jordan are you honestly telling me the very first shoe that comes to your head is the pattern bread no but what in what my comes head, to your head comes to my, in what comes to my head when i think of a reimagined is a different take on that shoe no but if i was just if, we, if I'm, I'm i'm not asking for your personal definition of it i'm asking if i say mm-hmm. to you reimagine jordan what are the first realistically two shoes that come to your head the the first one that comes is obviously the lost and found. That's and the then, one that immediately comes. After that, I don't like. I keep forgetting that the white cement was a reimagined. Okay, that's because fair to enough. Me that because to me that's not. And this is the thing to me that's not a reimagined shoe. Yes, it had the label, but for the patent breads or the suede, to me that's more reimagined because it's a completely different material and a completely different take. On but then, it. I, and there's but, no stories and you're still you're still not answering the question though. You're not answering the question of what like if I'm thinking from you, we know Nike as the marketing genius, mm-hmm. and they marketed. I don't know whether it's just you not thinking of it that way, but in my head. Yeah. Although they're although from like a definition standpoint, there is no difference between the pattern breads and the lost and found and the white cement three because all it is you're taking a classic and putting a spin on it. But what I'm trying to say is like when we think of the quote unquote brand of a reimagined, it really started at 
the lost and found the, 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 because the otherwise otherwise yeah, yeah 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 that's what i mean the term because otherwise you could argue like think back to air maxes right like however many years ago where they were making yeah. air maxes like university red air maxes that were slightly different to an air max one well is that a reimagined air max because of the fact that it's maybe an air max light or something like that no the, the term of reimagined is something yeah. that's new and it's the same as like it, I, it's, it's something that going forward that might be then it could be used as a if, as a cool marketing strategy if they if they if their idea of reimagined old pairs is simply going to be we're going to age a jordan then okay fine like crack on because you know if you're going to do that to a jordan and you were going to release it it'll always sell out it'll always you know do we continue that trend if it's going to make the company's money of course they are do i agree with it to me it's cool that they re-released them, and I like the Lost and Founds because there was a bit more to it. You had the box, you had the the receipt. There were there was a few extras, and there seemed to be a bit more effort go into it. But if reimagined just means aged, one to me that's not reimagined because you haven't reimagined it. All you've done is make it look older. If if anything, that's the opposite of reimagined. Is it though? The only two sh- the only two shoes that have had reimagined on them are vintage looking. You're shoes. absolutely right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I do think that how, eventually, how I'd... are they? Re- how how is that reimagining anything? We're well, just taking something and doing it different, aren't you? Well, it's not doing it different. They've done it exactly the same, except they've made it look like it's been worn, which is different to what the original product is. You, it it's it looks so. If it's the same product but looks older, that's reimagined. No, but you're just saying like what you're saying is reimagined is making something completely different to what it was, which technically it is. If I got on a time machine, which I'm, mm-hmm. of course I own, and went back to nineteen, uh, yeah, of course, and went back to nineteen eighty-five and bought a pair of Jordans, are they going to look like a pair of lost or founds? What now? Yeah. No, no, no. Back in nineteen eighty-five, no, no, are they going to no, are they, they going to look like a pair of lost? They and won't, fans? but. At the same time, if, so does that mean I that the lost and found of... now as a brand new retail shoe is it different to okay. the original? Yes. Y- yeah, it is, but at the same time, it also looks if if the original, then over time ages to become that shoe, then it's not reimagined because all you're doing is all you've got to do is wait a little bit. Whereas if you've got like a pattern bread or you've got a suede thing, it doesn't matter how long you wait, that shoe is always going to be completely different to the other one. But what you've suggested is the new one is different to the old one because at that moment in time, they are different. Yeah, yeah. However, if you've got an old, an 85 Jordan 1, like say a proper 85, and then you bust out the Lost and Founds and they look very similar, what's reimagined about them? They're the same. They almost, they look exactly the same shoe. All I, I, I know exactly. I'm, is... I'm being pedantic mostly. Oh um, yeah, you are. But, but <laughs> like for me, I just think, yeah. I mean, we, we also, also, I think are going a little bit slightly off track as to what actually so, is reimagined yeah, so versus I, not. I mean, this is the thing. This is where I was kind of breaking it down. Cause I think the idea of reimagined to me is probably different. And it, it does come from conversations with calf because he kind of did pose the question is the patent bread the first reimagined in terms of the Jordan lineage? To me, actually, it probably, it probably is. But then it, the next part of kind of, do you think it's better for Nike or Jordan to focus their efforts on new things? We've had this discussion a lot of the time. They'd be banging their head against we, a brick wall. Exactly. We can say as much as we want that we want them to produce new products. However, we then don't buy it. So why are they going to keep produ- trying to put effort yeah. into it and more effort if we're not going to buy it? Because... They retro sell. 
it's the same as what Complex said when they did their kind of mid-year list. If you've got a Jordan and you age it or stick a Travis logo on it, that is a recipe for success. And it doesn't matter what happens, they will keep doing it because it keeps working. And that is the same with any retro. They could bring out a Chicago, a Jordan 3, black cement, white cement, whatever it might be. If they bring them out semi-regularly, they will hit lists of, oh, this is my best shoe, they'll sell out every time. Because it's a formula that works. Yes, I would like them to produce really good new shoes that look completely different. However, they never do that well. Like, they just don't. They've done it every sneakers day, every Air Max day. They've brought out a new model. doesn't sell. Yeah. It's very rare that it does. You know, we've had some when we had, like, the Element 87. Brilliant. A year later, everybody's turning around and going, well, that was shit, we're all idiots. Like, so... Same with Ultra Boost, same there. with 4D, same with NMDs. Obviously, yeah. there's still going to be some people that appreciate it, but yeah. I bet there's a lot of people now that have NMDs sat there in their collections that they yeah. never, ever wear, and they were thinking, why did I scramble to get this however many years ago? Do you know exactly. what I mean? Or why did I buy yeah, every yeah. colour? And Zebra Yeezys. Yeah, 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 You know, people went mad for it, and now it's like, I can just pick them up in Foot Locker on sale most. It's like, it is, um, yeah, it is what it is. And I think, like... The idea of it personally bringing away from the original shoe, again, if you own an 85 Chicago and then the Lost and Founds come out, yeah, you're going to be probably a little bit annoyed that all of a sudden but there's lots but of people are you? But that's, that's but the thing, that, like, well, in, in my eyes, special, you shouldn't be. Shoe. Exactly, in my eyes, you no, shouldn't no, be. I, I do agree. But as sneakerheads, we always want... It's quite funny, actually, because I experienced this at Crep City, Birmingham at the weekend, which I thought was hilarious but it kind of links in was we all want something that's different to the next person, right? We all want to wear a shoe. Whenever we go to these events, we're looking through our collections. What can I wear today that is different to the next person? And that's the same with the releases. It's like everybody wants a Chicago, but at the same time doesn't want everybody else to have a Chicago. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And when I went to Crep City, it was hilarious because everybody's trying to wear different things. And ironically, everybody's wearing the same thing. To the point that even people came up to me and said, everyone's wearing Jordans and Cortez 95s. Like, what what have you got on your feet? Because they look different. And they're there, like, because we we are, it's funny because we, we want, like I said, we want everything to be different. We want to be different from the next person. We want to have the highest heat. We want to have something that no one else has seen. But at the same time, we do also buy the same product as everybody else. But this is we want the same product. I, as yeah, but I else. say this all the time. Like, obviously, it's been a little while since I've mentioned the fact that I, I like to, you know, it, Scott. Like, I'll, I'll, a, tr- a new trend will happen, and I'll be like, right, I'm all in. I'm all in on this trend, and I will sell my shoes that are from the last trend to fund the new trend, right? And it's because I keep saying it every single time. I love shoes. I love footwear. But at the end of the day, a lot of what we wear and a lot of what we own in our collections comes from the fact that, sh- like, sneakers is a trend, and of course, yeah. everyone has a different approach to it because of the fact that there are some people that will want to create archives of shoes and they will really, really appreciate all of the kind of older models and the kind of OG colorways and things like this. But for a lot of people, it's just they want to wear what is hot at the time, which is why, think back to however many years ago, everyone was wearing NMDs and Ultra Boosts. You fast forward a little bit, no one's wearing NMDs and Ultra Boosts because they're not cool anymore. And instead kind of following on from last dance and kind of a few years before now everyone wants jordans and then you think about 2020 everyone wants dunks and now all of a sudden it's the coolest thing in the world to shit on a panda dunk whereas if a panda dunk came out in 2020 oh my god it would be the sneaker of the year 
So it's yeah. it, trends happen now. All of a sudden, it's like oh, everyone wants to wear big mesh trainers and this kind of this this mesh runner phase the yeah, solomons yeah. of the world and the sambas of the world and, and things like this i know they're obviously not mesh trainers a samba but you get what i mean it's like that's what the trend yeah. is at the minute people want to be people want to have a shoe that is different to everyone else but at the same time they like current trends which then makes everyone fall into a trap of wearing the same shoes it's just a slightly different yeah. variation of the same shoe um, oh yeah definitely so yeah i, I think new shoes Google's talking to me. Sorry, Google's talking to me in the background. Google said it didn't understand. To be fair, Google, I don't understand either. That's literally why we're having this conversation. <laughs> um. I, I think with it all, like it, it is one of those where I, I do agree. I think if they limited the releases, I think that would be the best a thing. Once a year thing, I think that's a good thing. I also think, as I said, we've only had one shoe that is actually called the Reimagined. With, like, yeah, but we they're... know that there's two. This is the point I'm making. Yeah, we this know the thing, there's though, but two. We, we, we say there's two because that's what we've like said, but in my eyes, I think there is more. It's just what people have labelled it. And I think if they are more, if they're very much like, okay, this is what's going to be reimagined and really stick to it as like a line almost. Because at the moment, yeah, you've got two aged shoes. I think if you, one's called the reimagined, one's not. I think if they were more But it was called it, the reimagined. This is the thing. But it like, wasn't it, called the reimagined. It was it, never yeah, released as the reimagined. We know it is. We it know it ne- is. Like, no, you're being pedantic. Leak, leak, leak pages said it was. Yes, Nobody but, else. Yeah, but Nike because of that, we know it is. But because of that, we know it as that. That's like, that's like, I'm, I can't think of another example, but there's things, <laughs> there's things in life that we just universally accept as a thing. And like, I, I completely understand the argument of the pattern bread is it technically a reimagined no no it's not because that word of reimagined was not brought into the world until the lost and found but i'm gonna make the argument pandas right now it's the universal joke anything that's black and white is the panda three years ago were we calling black and white shoes pandas no, but now it's a term that has become universally used and people are using yeah, it. And that's what re- reimagined doesn't have to be a thing. It's just re- a universal term. But, it, but a universal term for what? Because at the moment, the universal term is for one shoe or two shoes. Yeah, but that's the thing. Now, it's, it's the start. Like, you have to start the, the, somewhere, the, don't you? You have to start somewhere. The, the start the, was the lost and founds. The next was the white cement. Which, which which aren't called the reimagined. But we know it is that. You're, you're being so pedantic the, the, here. So, right, the, the, the test will be when these... Um, Royal Jordans come out, the suede Royal Jordans. All of the leak pages are calling them the reimagines. If they release and they are not called the reimagines, that will be the test. Because if people still label them the reimagines, your theory is correct. It's a universal term. If they do not label them the reimagines and they shit on them because they are not a reimagined, then all of a sudden your theory goes out of the water because. Well, we'll find out, won't like, we, in a few okay, months well, it, or whenever it releases, won't we? That, that'll be the one. Because at the moment, I do agree. The leak pages called them the reimagines, and it still gets discussed as that. Yeah. But for a reimagined, like I said, in my opinion, it's not reimagined. But at the moment, they are. Um, yeah, I th- the releases have always been good, but they've put them on Jordans that are really sought after. So it, it is that. I mean, if they put that spin on a different Jordan, that would be interesting. Um, but no, I I, I, think, I think, like I say, it's a it's a it it works. It yeah. works. It's a it's a formula that works, and they will continue to do it. If they limit it and make it, like say, once a year, great, because I think that makes it more 
like I say, more sought after. It doesn't take away from it as much because if you keep saturating the market, eventually people will get sick of it. Yeah, fair enough. I think I think having but I having do think a new product a, is important as well. New product is important, but again, we always say this, and we we in the point literally just a second we don't ago. Buy it. No one buys it. Everyone likes the idea of it, but they stick to what they like, and that unfortunately isn't the new product. But I, I like the idea, as I said, of having periodic releases that we know about and we can get excited about. Like every single year, there is yeah. anticipation about Air Max Day, whether it's good or bad. Every single year, there is anticipation about Sneakers Day, whether it's good or bad. Up until recently, there was always anticipation about Yeezy Day. You've also then got to think again, the holiday Jordan 11. What's that going to be? Recently, we've had the 85 Jordan 1. What are they releasing this year? Are people going to like it? Are people not going to like it? If you can throw into a mix a quote-unquote reimagined shoe that doesn't have to be a retro, it doesn't have to be an aged shoe. Obviously, up until this point, we've had aged because aged has been the style that everyone's been craving we are kind of moving a little bit out of that now like don't get me wrong sales and browns are still like muted tones are still popular but people aren't like i'm not seeing the crazes on social media of people slashing up old jordans and dyeing them of coffee to make them look old like people are moving away (laughs) from that a little bit um so that could be where the suede royal comes in and i think it's just the idea of if they are taking and i know this you're going to I know that you're going to try and jump on this and go, oh, what about the put and bread? As I said, the word wasn't invented until, like before then. Had it been invented, the pat and bread could have been. But a suede royal, it doesn't have to be aged and could be reimagined. Could we just have an iconic shoe brought back in a different fashion, branded as reimagined, and that is what then happens moving forwards? If Nike do that, I think it has a real place in creating yeah. hype year on year on year. Yeah, but it, it, there's that's where the consistency comes in that I was talking about because I think, like I say, it's just knowing, okay, this is a reimagined shoe, this is what's releasing. Because the thing is, if you do have pairs like the Royals that are being dubbed reimagined but actually aren't reimagined, then it kind of takes away from the shoes that are meant to be reimagined, if you get me. No, no, I totally get it. At the moment, they, they are very different in the ones that... The ones that have been called reimagined are just aged, yeah. but then the ones that are also kind of being kind of thrown in the mix from a loose sense are completely different and it's yeah. kind of like well what is this reimagined line what is it is it different takes is it aged what is it i think it's just and i think it's, I think it's literally just terminology that. i think right now it is literally terminology i think whether it's right or wrong the early leaks of the lost and found were dubbed the reimagined it came out it wasn't mm. the case but that is the two things like we were for nearly a year we were talking about this elusive, when is the reimagined Jordan 1 going to come out? What's it going to look like? People were anticipating that was going to be pattern, and then the pattern bread ended up coming out. Yeah. So it's what I just think, it, that, I just think was, the, it wasn't yeah, it. I just think that the terminology, that the buzzword, think, it's like, I, I, like, I tell you what, this is definitely something that we can like, terminology is probably the best way to put it right. How many times nowadays do people describe things as lit or a vibe, right? 10 years or ago a movie. or a movie or a movie <laughs> 10 years ago no one said lit no one said vibe no one called anything a movie 
but it's just now it's now become a thing and that in itself is then universal language and i think that's all reimagined yeah. is i don't actually think we know quite yet because it's so new no, what reimagined I, I looks I like i just I'm think not, yeah, that i'm not it's something that i think it's probably started. the wrong word isn't it yeah, if yeah, Nike yeah. have brought this out, I think it's probably the wrong word. Nike are probably just jumping on this. Nike have probably seen it out there in the yeah. ether and gone, oh, well, we'll just stick with this then. I, I highly doubt they when it, wanted to call the White Cement 3 reimagined. Yeah, because when, when the reimagined, when it came out as Chicago reimagined, everyone was like, like I say, What's is it, it going to be? Is it suede? Is it going to be this? When it came out as just an aged Jordan, that reimagined dropped quite quickly because I think a lot of people did kind of go, well, it's not really reimagined, is it? And I think that's where the obviously the lost and found kind of came in quite quickly after once we got the leaks, be it like official images. Um, but yeah, like the white cement being reimagined again. I did see a lot of people go, oh, "What is reimagined about this? Like, it's a good shoe. Don't get me wrong. It's just a but name. It's a, it's a it's a strange term. For I think it. people are reading too um, much into yeah. it. I think it's just a name. But what but we think, see moving forward yeah. is going to be interesting. But like I said coming back to answer this I think question, there's a, there's a place for them. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Coming back to this question if we are bringing back classic silhouettes that people have like and again coming back to one of the first points i made a lot of people that are really liking these older silhouettes or these older colorways are people that maybe weren't around then people weren't into shoes or born or whatever when these shoes were being retro so if this gives those people an opportunity to buy a shoe that is on the top of their hit list that they can't afford and this gives them an opportunity then i think that's that, that's positive um we don't like gatekeeping we don't like the idea of oh i have this so someone else can't um so i like the idea but if this is going to turn into the dunk pandemic of 2020 2021 where yeah. oh you like dunks we'll give you 17 colorways every single month like that then just becomes silly um i think for any for any shoe it's silly to think that it will release once and never release again because that's what people are asking for in that in that instance of do we release them to kind of does it damper the original because these shoes will... Re- I mean, the bacon re-release and people thought that wouldn't happen. Like, eventually these things do kind of crop up. There are obviously some pairs, collabs in particular, because there's obviously different things. But if they release, cool. Like, it, it's silly to think that they're never going to. And like I say, if anybody did buy the Lost and Founds, but is arguing, well, it took away... Like, you bought a pair of Lost and Founds. Like, you are part of that thing of like... I never got to buy a pair of Chicago's before. I'm very happy that I got the chance to buy a pair of them. Um, Yeah, these things are always going to release and they're always going to come back again at some point. It's just the level that you do it. Don't overdo it. Don't take the piss. Um, Which is, I think... uh, Yeah, I think that's the answer to this, really. It's just... As long as you do it in moderation and you do... Yeah, and you do it well, um, I don't think people are going to have a problem with it. People Um, are just going to get excited by more options. Yeah, and while we would love, and we always say we would like new products, we never buy it, so it's pointless trying to push for it because, like I say, unless you are there going to buy the latest Air Max 38572, whatever they're going to call it, like, you can't, you don't, please don't say, I want new products. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That being said, um, some of the new iterations, the cheaper iterations of Air Maxes that they've tried to pump out um, this year or in the last year, these are they're actually really really nice but at the same time yeah. they are it's prime examples of us not appreciating it because right now the air max sc 
is a really nice kind of slim down looking kind of Air Max 1 almost. You can buy that shoe for £48.50 from Sports Direct. That shows how little we care about that shoe. I mean, um, the, the yeah, Air Max I'm... system as well. Again, you can buy it yeah. from Sports Direct. These are these are Nike trying to create newer versions of old shoes, and we just say no. Sorry, you can buy the Air Max SC in basically it, almost every classic colorway. You can buy it in almost like uh, the, the kind of chili colorway that the Air Max ones come out in recently. You can buy it in a similar colorway to a um, University Red. And it's just a streamlined version of the Air Max One that looks a little bit more updated. Um, but they're just—they're yeah. literally just in Sports Direct for anywhere between fifty to sixty-five pounds. Um, this is the thing. I mean, when it comes to any of these, so Air Max Day is always a day that they generally release a big, high heat retro release, and then you have a new version of a, a, just a new shoe in general, like a new Air Max, obviously it's Air Max Day. On that day, and I, it, I'd i love people to be honest about this, how many of you are going and trying to purchase that new Air Max model over that retro that is coming out on that day? I, I guarantee you'd have yeah. one in a hundred. And also, I just want to the say... The Scorpion this year yeah, yeah, versus yeah. the Big Bubble. I mean, come on, what are people buying? No, you're 100%. Not, and also, I want to say that we're not saying this to be like, oh the consumer is the problem because we also do this. Like we, we understand yeah. that everyone only has a finite amount of money at the minute. Like you only have a certain amount of money to spend on shoes. You're going to pick the shoes that you really, really want. And for a lot of people, what is one of the most common reasons that we are sneakerheads right now? Because I couldn't afford it when I was younger. So if you have an opportunity to buy yeah. something that allows you to get in your time machine and jump back to the time when you were jealous of all your friends when you were 12 years old and they all had the Air Maxes when you when all of you when I'm like again I always say the story for me but having fake Air Max 95s from Blackbush Market I still remember going to secondary school being 13 14 and like one of my friends that had wealthy parents actually had legit Air Max 95s and you'd see them wearing them every single day and they would have the Air Max logo on the tongue in the circle rather than mine that was in the square and every single day I had to I had to think one day one day I'm going to have enough money to yeah. buy real Air Max 95s so 100% if you're not buying new product yeah. because you want to buy old product because that is what you like that is absolutely fine but realistically it's sad to say as we always say nike should be spending more money on retros than they should be on new technology because to new technology unless it's for a specific purpose it doesn't do shit in the lifestyle range does not do jack so uh yeah i think with that scott we'll we will uh move on to our first main segment otherwise james you get us into this high horse mate and uh we're going to be talking all <laughs> night honestly this is a subject that we it's a could it's a load yeah topic. we could uh talk about this until the cows come home so i think just to to save our listeners listening to us go round and round in circles we'll move on to our first main segment and that is uh shoes rounds every single week we spend a little bit of time looking back at some of the biggest news stories that have happened in the wonderful world of footwear and we give our thoughts and opinions this week it is scott taking shoes rounds so without further ado scotty boy i hand the mic over to you for shoes rounds
thank you from one loaded subjects to another, <laughs> um, because the news this week um, features Edson Chen, um, the founder of Clot, which you may have seen this story floating around, um, but a reseller by the name of Whorehead Sales um, put out a couple of tweets saying that he just got off the phone with Edison Chen, um, and he is personally sending me a pair of friends and family what the clot dunks, following a picture that was loaded up by Whorehead Sales of tens, hundreds of pairs of what the clot dunks. Obviously, this is before release. Um, even we don't have any release dates for this shoe as of yet. Kind of in the UK. Hundreds of pairs, um, and clearly with the aim to resell. Now, he put out a couple of posts saying he called me earlier because he was tripping on me for having so many pairs of what the clots. Lol. Chopped it up with him. He said he respects my hustle and it's all love. Didn't get my pairs from him, and it ended with him offering me a friends and family pair when they are ready. He then obviously loaded up some kind of screenshots of his conversation with Edison Chen to prove that he wasn't lying, which kind of said, you know. Edson said he's not trying to blow the spot I can just understand what the fuck is going on that number of do you have the number of the person who sold you the shoes um and it kind of went from there now this was a bit of a loaded subject because of course people then jumped onto why is the founder of clot rewarding a reseller for having hundreds of pairs of shoes to resell and rewarding him with a friends and family pair of the shoes to which Edison kind of responded and he put his own post out saying he got love from me because we had a conversation and we exchanged information on a leak of my unreleased shoes. Intel is valuable and hopefully it can stop random leaks in the future, not only for me, but for everybody else. Don't get it twisted and wrong. Like me, should try to get all the facts before you try and rush to a judgment. Hate is hate, love is love. Choose which you want to spread and reap the karma. Um, and then kind of the same posts were up again. But yeah, obviously what has actually clearly happened is this guy has got a load of pairs very early from a source of some description. Who that source is, who knows? It could be a retailer. It could be from Nike themselves. We don't know. But Edson wanted to get to the bottom of it. And clearly this guy helped him in figuring out who the leak was and how these pairs got to him. And rewarded him as such. Again, loaded subject because there are a lot of people that are like, well, you know, he's a reseller. Why are you rewarding a reseller by giving him friends and family pairs? However, if the guy is being legit and is giving him information that stops this type of leak in the future, that is only positive for people like Edison, for other creators that don't want their shoes released early and leaked. It's a very controversial topic and I think there's really you are in two camps with this. You either agree with it and you're like, yeah, cool, he got a friends and family pair, you know, he helped him, or it's literally, no, he's a reseller, what the fuck are you doing? Um, I don't think there's really any in between with this. Um, yeah, I've got a couple of things for this one. Uh, number one, aren't they his friends and family so he can give them to whoever he wants? Like, isn't that literally the point of friends and family? Uh, and obviously, for here on the podcast, we don't condone reselling. Um, we have people in our lives that do resell. I'm thinking about someone like Gel Kicks and Candy, who we kind of gave the title of the people's reseller because of the fact that she 
obviously resell shoes but at a very reasonable price and for a lot of people that listen to this podcast they have also bought from resellers now whether you agree with reselling or not you have to think about the history of reselling and how it has had an impact on sneakers in general a lot of the big retailers and a lot of the big stores that we buy from a lot of the time they started through reselling like you hear stories of various retailers that would i don't know in america would come over to europe buy a load of shoes resell it and then that kind of evolved into their stores and and things like this it's almost unavoidable at this point whether you agree with it or not i think a lot of people are jumping onto this this is absolutely ridiculous this is stupid but you're absolutely right scott like edison chen wanted answers he got answers and this reseller has been rewarded for it. You have to think, giving this information to Edison Chen is really bad for your business. Do you know what I mean? Like, giving this information mm. out, there's a lot of people in the comments are like, oh, this dude's getting rewarded for snitching and things like this. It's like, well, yeah, like I, I totally understand that. But the same people are also mad at the fact that this guy's being given a really, really elusive pair for being a reseller so it's almost like what do you want what do you want like do you agree with the fact that this guy is quote-unquote snitched or do you do you not like it because of the fact that he's a reseller um i don't see a problem with this do you know what i mean like i just i don't see a problem with this whatsoever and i don't understand how this has become a news story uh, I know there's not been a lot of news this week. A lot of it is just kind of upcoming releases. The fact that we've got Jordan, like new upcoming Jordans announced and things like this. But the fact that this has warranted like multiple posts as a continuing story on somewhere like Nice Kicks, I do find it quite funny. And the fact that like the the, the actual guy, this whorehead sales, has had to put up like. Uh, post saying just to clarify i did not buy this from clot like we've mm. never talked up until this point blah 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 like it's just i feel like this is just blowing way too out of proportion i know people are going to get a little bit annoyed because of the fact that a reseller is getting a really really expensive pair and yeah, yeah. Uh, a lot of people are like well now you're just giving them an even more expensive pair to resell like i would have really appreciated yeah. that shoe yeah, yeah. you also don't know with this guy yes he might be a reseller but he also might be a reseller because he loves shoes you don't know the history behind it and the fact that he's being given a personal friends and family he might not want to resell that like this might just actually be a really really important part of this dude's life um there's all sorts of other things that people aren't like looking into people just see it on face value of this guy's the enemy he's being given a cool shoe i want said cool shoe i don't like no it's for you weren't going to get the shoe anyways it's friends and family the edison chen is literally going to give it to the people he wants to let him do that yeah I, I, this is the thing I, 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 I agree with the point you raised about like him giving information about how he got these pairs is damaging yeah. for his business which is what in my head is like that seems weird to me because either one you wouldn't give him the information because if it is say I mean it might be that this is a one off where he's got these pairs from but if this is because this guy if this is your regular plug if you go on his page yeah if you go on his page he, these kind of big kind of vast arrays of shoes is quite regular like if that is your regular plug like you say then you're fucked (laughs) basically like you've really done yourself in but you know for edson to give him a friends and family pay you would think that he's he would be giving at least verified information that edson gone okay no we've sorted this now cheers here you go um 
because it, you know he could just be giving false information just to kind of get him off it off your back because like i said this is your business you're making a lot of money there yeah. i mean in the picture of the clots there's 40 pairs minimum of clots in that picture meaning if you know retail is going to be minimum 100 quid there's a lot of money that's sat there and a lot of money to be made on it as well so you're not going to give up that money easily and give up your plug easily like just for so it'd be interesting to see like I say th- th- there's so much in the background of this that we do not know about I'm very torn because I do think, like I say, it's a resell and you are rewarding. However, it is one of those where, like I say, we don't know the information. We are making assumptions. And what would, would this be worse? I'm just going to throw a question out there. Let's say, for example, this guy's got 100 pairs of what the clot dunks. Would it be worse if Edison Chen, with in exchange for this information, said, I'll send you another 100 pairs of normal release shoes or one pair of friends and family. What's worse in that situation? Ooh. Because I think, well, I think, I think again, being given more regular pairs, despite the fact they are less in value, I think, let's say, for example, a friends and family pair, let's say, hypothetically, it sells for £5,000. So if you've got, yeah, yeah. got one shoe that's got the value of £5,000 but is super rare, or £5,000 worth of general stock, what would be worse? Because in my eyes, I think the general stock is worse because that's obviously something you're going to flip. And that's also taking away from the consumer. Like all these people that are getting mad at the fact that... Are the, oh, all yeah, these people yeah. that are getting mad at the fact that this reseller is being given a super, super hype, ultra rare shoe. Like again, it's, it's, this, it's like being given the Mona Lisa like you were never going to have the Mona Lisa yourself do you know what I mean like in, no you you would get the postcard version do you know what I mean yeah, yeah. Like, so yeah, I, do, oh, yeah. I do think I mean, if the, what, with what he's been rewarded with I don't see too much of a problem in it because of the fact that it's almost yeah. this stupid unattainable thing that we couldn't get anyways yeah if I mean we, we don't know yeah he might have turned around and gone cool here's a friends and family pair I want those hundred back we don't know. Like again, if, if Edson knows that there's a leak there and he's got all these pairs, you know, he's got the details of the person. I mean, he can't really do anything to this person because you know they they haven't done anything illegal in that sense. But um, yeah, you never know. You don't you don't know the conversations that have gone on behind the scenes and what's actually gone on. Like we're only getting snippets of all this. Um, but yeah, certainly it is it is interesting. It it caused a lot of controversy yes. online this week. A lot of people making judgments. But as you said, who cares? You were never going to get the friends and family pair. Yeah, all right, he might have yeah. them. But let's be honest. Give it a year, everyone will have forgotten about as them. As I said, anyway. I, g- so, general general being given general release pairs that are actually taking pairs away from the public. That to me, I would have been like, no, this is awful. What are you doing? This is stupid. But the fact that we're talking about being given maybe like, I don't know the numbers, I'm making it up here, but let's say one of 20, one of 30, one of 40, even like, do you know what I mean? It's such limited numbers that it's actually going to have no impact on sneaker culture at all. If, if the thing that frustrates me about this is. It's the it's the quantity as much as anything. If the guy only had two or three, four. Well, that's probably pairs, that's why this like, story's come about. This, that's why this story's come yeah, about. It, it and th- this is what frustrates me with resellers generally as a whole. Like, if you've got one, two, three, four pairs, it's like yes, it's annoying, but whatever. Like, you've clearly gone to other stores. You've got lucky buying them. This is I have somebody that can take a vast amount of stock away from the consumer and stop a lot of people getting that shoe. That's annoying to me because it, it's more. If lots of people were doing this, we'd have a real problem on our hands. 
when it's two or three pairs, it's kind of. But like, that's a, that's obviously but, a completely different story to what this is. That's oh, that's yeah, more of a that's is, more of a deep rooted problem thing, because in you, reselling rather than you, anything else. If you did if you did take it and you said okay, the guy's only got three or four pairs, but he still got them really early, and there was still a question, and he got given a friends and family. Would you be as annoyed? Like it's to what level are you annoyed about this? Are you annoyed because of the amount that he's reselling, and it's the level of reseller that he is, and not just some back alley dude that managed to get him early? Is yeah, but that's nothing to do with the fact that, that, that I was going to say that has nothing that to do with the fact he's been given a friends and family no, pair, though. That's just that's being annoyed at resellers. It's, it's, that it's yeah, and that but that's where obviously a lot of the controversy with this has come because if he wasn't a reseller, no one would care. That's where the arguments yeah, have come. Yeah. In. I'm just wondering, like, to what level? To what level are people's frustrations and why are they so annoyed at him getting a pair? Because as you said, you're never getting no. that pair. Why do you care? Um, so it is interesting just to see what um, what people's thoughts are with this. But on that, um, another controversial um, topic, <laughs> that is the news. So on that, I'll pass over to Matt for our second segment, Double Up, Double Down, where we look at the upcoming releases for the next week. We look at a Double Up, something we like, a Double Down, something we dislike, and a Sleeper Pick, something that we think is going to get a little bit lost amongst the hype. So on that, I'll pass over to Matt for Double Up, Double Down. Thank you very much, Scotty Boy. Hopefully we can agree on some of these because I feel like uh, I've been Mr. Pedantic today. I'm in, I'm in one of those moods where I just, uh, I, I'm trying to create stir debate 24-7. Uh, so hopefully we can agree on some of these shoes that we've picked. Uh, the shoe that I am picking for the double up this week um, is a shoe that uh, is a collaboration with a retailer that has had a lot of of eyes on them uh, due to the fact that recently um, they held an event by which they previewed some of their upcoming shoes and there was a couple of pairs that people got very very excited about now the retailer that I'm talking about if you haven't already got my cryptic clues is size and the shoe that I'm talking about is the New Balance 990 V3 orange and cream size exclusive The shoe itself is releasing on the 3rd of August for £210 and is currently, uh, by the time this episode releases, will be, uh, the draw will be open on the Size Launches app. Uh, Now, this shoe is an absolute beauty and my understanding is this is the first time that Size have actually been able to work on the 990 V3. Obviously, Size have done lots of other collaborations um, with New Balance, but I I might be kind of taking something out of context there, but I'm pretty sure this is the first time that... Um, that the size are able to work on this particular silhouette. Someone please remind, uh, please correct me if I am wrong. But looking at the shoe itself, uh, it has it's basically the upper is kind of typical New Balance 990 V3 materials, being that we have suede, mesh, overlays. Um, the suede itself is in this kind of like dusty, kind of. Uh, creamy kind of orangey color i know they kind of say in the um uh, kind of the colorway is orange and cream the main bulk of the shoe is this kind of like orangey brown suede with brown and orange on the tongue brown towards the heel 
You've got cream kind of uh, overlays by the uh, kind of on the, the, the toe um, where a typical 990 V3, you've kind of got the mud guard, which is normally suede. You've got the mesh on the toe and it has kind of those little like strips of uh, leather that come down. They're all cream. The New Balance logo is cream. The laces are cream. The midsole that you've got is kind of like a white and cream. But you, as I said, you've got kind of some hits of some actual vibrant orange. The NCAP logo on the midsole is orange. The first, the top two eyelets are orange. The New Balance logo on the um, tongue is orange. Uh, and as we know, orange is synonymous with size. I just think this is a beautiful, beautiful shoe, Scott. Like, this is a top tier 990 V3. And we say it all the time. Size is one of the best collaborators out there. And they have just done it again. Yeah. Yeah, um, I think the this Gambit um, 990 V3 is... Oh, is that what you're calling it? The Gambit? <laughs> it's very similar, actually, to the Gambit Asics, isn't it? It's yeah, very yeah. similar. When I, saw, when I saw that it was orange cream, I was now like, it doesn't look particularly orange to me. Obviously, I know I'm colorblind, but it doesn't yeah. look very orange. Like, the images that we had, I know we've got the size previews um, images here, but the kind of the images, the in-hand pictures that we saw on the size Instagram did look very much more dark it looked more yeah, brownie yeah. almost like dusty pink yeah, kind is. Of yeah, color yeah rather than um but yeah i i look i love a pink shoe i think the 990 v3 is arguably the greatest new balance model they've ever made like i i think it's brilliant um i know it, 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 it every time i put one on i've just always it's one of those shoes that i don't wear for such a period of time and then i put it on and i just go Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm the same. I don't take it off my foot for weeks. It's brilliant. Um, I definitely need more pairs. I I really like this. Um, yeah, it's 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 beautiful. It's brilliant. Um, it's just great. Like I say, nine ninety v three, brilliant. Pinky color, love it. Hits a brown, perfect. Yeah, can't go wrong L- with this. Absolutely love spot it. On. Well. Moving from our double up to our double down, uh, we're sticking on the New Balance uh, train here, Scotty boy. And the shoe that I've picked as the double down is the New Balance 1906D in the black with silver metallic and crimson. Um, This particular shoe is available from the 2nd of August for a retail price of £155. Uh, It is coming in a black colourway and in an all-white colourway, so you basically have triple black or triple white and it's essentially uh, a continuation from the protection pack series but this time on a 1906d so if you imagine kind of like a 1906 that we're very accustomed to uh, of recent kind of months and you basically just have an all black kind of protection pack version i know a lot of the protection packs that we've had recently have been kind of mostly suede this one is a kind of a leather with what looks like rather the mesh almost kind of like a denim kind of color i think it is a mesh but it's like a really kind of uh, close-knit mesh yeah, like a, it almost yeah. looks a little bit kevlari it's that kind of dark and close-knit of a mesh the reason why scott this is my double down almost is completely contradicting of the point that I made earlier when we were talking about the reimagined shoes because quite frankly I'm just fucking sick and tired of seeing protection pack shoes and that's the only reason why this is the double down the white is not as bad as the black the black the fact that it's triple black it's really easy to say that it's boring 
But quite frankly, I'm just sick and tired of protection packs. And I know I've just argued the fact that with the reimagined, no, let people have reimagined Jordans because they didn't get an opportunity. Um, and I know people didn't get an opportunity to get the original protection pack 2002 R's, but there's been 600 of them in the last year. You've bound to at least have seven pairs by now. Do we need any more? So yes, I'm a hypocrite. I openly admit I'm a hypocrite, but I don't like it because we've had too many protection packs. Okie dokie. Um, yeah, I mean, I I kind of agree. Um, I think there's been a lot of protection packs, and I think the the idea of the protection pack has jumped off a cliff headfirst, really, um, because when the first three 2002 hours came out, they were very sought after. They were they were special. Yeah, I mean, I was on StockX earlier, just kind of looking at prices of things, and a pair of rain clouds came up, and I was amazed at the last sold price that was on them because they are so low. At one stage, they were like nearly a thousand pounds. Yeah, and you you're talking like two fifty for some of them. Like it's dropped a lot. Um, So yeah, I, I I must admit, I think looking at the recent iterations of the protection pack, I think the 1906 has actually been quite good compared to the others i think there's been some really nice colorways i think it suits the model quite well i mean with this i'm not normally the biggest fan of triple black shoes but i do have the bad bunny you know triple blacks and i would be remiss to say if i i like the bad bunny and then don't really like this one wearing the bad bunny a lot really have kind of i've been quite sold on triple black that's a bit different. It's triple black, but stands out, and I think this would probably fall into yeah, that same you've got category. Yeah, because you've got the black, kind of rich, is, jaggedy materials. Yeah, it still kind of stands out a bit. Um, so I'm, I'm not really against this shoe too much. I think it's pretty inoffensive. Um, I think there's been better. I think it's uh, this is definitely better. me having a personal vendetta against protection packs now. Like that's literally all it is. Because in any other week, this would not yeah. be a double down. But I just right for yeah, me, I mean, I'm just it, I see I see the words this carries on the protection pack, and in my head, I'm like, oh, again, this this isn't a double up. It's not a sleeper pick. It would never fall into either of those categories because it's just like I say, it is a protection pack. We've seen it a million times. They're all in the point, sale, and it's yeah. I mean. This is what we said earlier, though, about the whole kind of, like, don't overdo it. This is a prime example of them overdoing it. They still do well. New Balance, it, it this might be much. a little bit of a hot take here. I think New Balance are absolutely awful in recent years of killing silhouettes. But what they do is just before it gets to the point where anyone's upset about it, they say, oh, look at this new shiny thing over here. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. they did it with the three two seven, where the first few pairs yeah. were really, really nice, and eventually they just pumped out so many three two sevens that people started hating on the silhouette. But just before everyone started hating it, they went, "Oh, look at this! We have a two thousand and two R and a five fifty for you. Oh, look at this new shiny, shiny, shiny!" So everyone forgot about the three two seven and then just moved over to the five fifty and the the two thousand and two R. And just as it started being the fact that there's too many two thousand and two Rs and too many five fifties out, they've gone, "Oh, look at this nineteen oh six! Oh, look at this! Look at this nine ninety V three! Oh, look at this!" Yeah, yeah, and then eventually, like, it happens again. Like, it's just this cycle where they just put, they kill silhouettes, and then just before you get like just before the 1906 turns into the next panda dunk they just distract you with something new over here they're just really really good at sleight of hand 
And I think that's probably yeah. a bit of a hot take, but no, I just think, the, yeah, the, no, I think the 1906 is is pretty much dead on its feet already. I think lots of people are still wearing it, but it's nowhere near the kind of now it's the 860. Do you know what I mean? Like now the 860 is popping off because it's yeah, kind yeah. of similar but a different yeah. because it's on trends. And I just think as soon as that they've, dies they've, off, they'll again shiny, shiny. Yeah. Look at me. What's over here? They 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 they're quite good at doing that though, aren't they? Where they go, 2002R. Oh look, same 1906. but different. 1906. Same but different. Oh, slightly different. Exactly. So they are quite good in that transition of, and get, getting people to follow that hype oh, as they're, well. Oh, they're, they're geniuses, but I do think um, they are. But, I, I'm not taking credit away from New Balance because I've picked a New Balance as a double up. I've picked a New Balance as a double down, and surprise, surprise, I'm picking a New Balance as a sleeper. I love New Balance, but when you really think about it, they they are just cheeky little shits when it comes to sleight of hand anyways i'll move on to my sleeper pick for the week because the sleeper pick for the week again is a new balance and we are talking about yet another 576 talk about kind of sleight of hand shiny shiny look at this new thing scott this is like my last two times doing this segment i've picked a 576 either for the double up or the sleeper pick um so i'm really being a hypocrite again um we are talking about the new balance made in uk 576 under glazed which is coming out on the 3rd of august for 190 pounds uh the shoe itself is a typical 576 a suede upper Um, with some kind of leather overhits. The suede upper this time is this beautiful, deep kind of maroon colour. You then have a kind of almost dark grey across the kind of toe box uh, and towards the heel where the mesh normally is, towards the rear of the shoe, uh, the kind of um, nubuck kind of leather branding that we normally have on the heel is kind of a nice burnt orange with New Balance branding. And then the uh, swoosh is a kind of cream and 3m new uh n logo with again a kind of creamy gray tongue and laces white and cream uh midsole black outsole this is just a really really nice colorway of a 576 it's very very classy no one's going to jump on it because it isn't hugely special but it's just really really clean so this is definitely going to be one of those shoes that it's 190 pound now but wait six months you'll be able to pick it up for 110 but i just think it's a really nice colorway and i like the 576 i'm really liking it at the minute i agree it's a nice colorway um I did just not the biggest fan of the five seven six. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Last time, and I'll say it again. Um, like it, it just it, for me, it's just yeah, the, the shape of it is odd. I would genuinely prefer a five seven four. Um, legacy. We won't go down that rabbit hole I'm again. Not go down that <laughs> other but um, yeah, it, certainly this is. Um, yeah, like I say, I do like the colorway. I do really like the colorway. I feel like I've seen this colorway crop up a bit, and I know New Balance do quite like to do this, where they go, "Here's a colorway, and we're going to span it across lots yeah. of different shoes." Um, and yeah, it, it works. It, it is a nice colorway. Um, it's a good shoe. Yeah. Um, weirdly, I, I think if you were giving me the choice of um, between this and the triple black, I'd probably pick the triple black. You know, of course you would. My, my new, my conversion um, to triple black through uh, Bad Bunny. But yeah, no, it, it is a nice colorway. You can't go wrong with that. It's it's a very 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 nice and very wearable. Colorway, well, so. Scotty boy, talking about nice colorways, you have a steal of the week for us this week, don't you? I do. I do have a steal of the week. Steal of the week. And I think this is this might be the biggest steal we've had price yeah. wise. Um, and it's not a pair I think we've 
we, I don't even know if we've ever spoken we, about this. We yeah, must have spoken maybe. about this at some We point. definitely spoke about them with the Sneaker I mean, of the do, Year series we had. Literally, I'm now. pretty sure like the fourth ever episode we did of the podcast, there was members of there was mentions of kangaroos. Yeah. Must have been. So, yeah. There we Sorry. Go. Spoiler alert. It's a kangaroos. Um, this is um, on Hannon. The Kangaroos Shield OG made in Germany, Valentine. From £215 retail to £95. Pounds. It has dropped below £100 and it is available in an 8, 9, 9.5, 10.5, and an 11. Um, but this shoe, um, yeah, it, it came as kind of in a kind of pack, so to speak, of made in Germany Shield OGs. This one was given a Valentine's makeover. Um, uppers, I mean, Ruse are known for kind of making incredibly premium shoes at very premium prices, I will add. So this very kind of, as they said, buttery soft cuts of suede um, with lots of kind of nice mesh on there as well. The detailing of the shoe, uh, being a Valentine's shoe, it kind of came with lovely brown laces with pink hearts on them across, which I thought was quite nice. The Ruse logo, the two O's into love hearts kind of overlapping. Um, the colorway, Again, really nice. I mean, it's Valentine's. If I asked you what you thought a Valentine's colorway was going to be, you'd probably pick this because it's lots of nice kind of pinks and browns. Oh, wait, so, it, so, it's, so it's not sense. bright yellow and um, polka dot, no? No, no, it's not. Oh, um, that's what I think of when I think of Valentine's Day. What, you think of Mr. Blobby? Okay, congrats. Yeah, yeah. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> I, just, I just have images of Mr. Blobby just bursting in your... I love Mr. Blobby. Mr. Blobby's one of the most <sighs> underrated TV characters ever made. He is brilliant. I don't know, he's a bit... In 2023, he's a bit creepy, isn't he? Well, that, that's, that's half the fun of him. Um, but this, I think, I love the shoe. I think the shoe looks really nice. I think the colourway, as he said, pink and browns, we've already kind of said, it goes well. I'm a big fan. The model's really nice. It's not a model you see very often, but it's made in Germany. It's going to be incredibly premium. And not to mention, the box is a piece of artwork because the box literally. It, it is literally it looks like something that has come out of a museum and kind of stuck on a box um, a very decorative kind of two lovers kind of embracing themselves on the box in true valentine's day fashion um not I mean, a mr blobby inside <laughs> i was gonna say matt and mr blobby embracing themselves <laughs> on the box if anybody's good at art please can you draw me that picture because i would love to see it uh, but yeah, oh, 215 dear. pounds down to 95. Good size run, really nice shoe. Yeah, I, you can't really go wrong with that. If you're after a premium high end shoe, this is it. Whatever you said, times two. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Beautiful looking shoe. Really, really like the little heart laces as well. It's not normally something I would like on a shoe, but it just seems to kind of tie in because other than the fact that it's got pinks and browns on there and you've got the kind of the two O's on the Ruse logo as the hearts like you've just mentioned there, this doesn't scream um, uh, Valentine's Day. So I do like the little kind of additions to like the, uh, the, the kind of hearts on the laces and things like this. So yeah, really, really nice looking shoe. Um, we've done well. We've done well this week, Scott. Done well. So. Uh, well, that does move us on to our final segment of the episode. And oh, it's your favourite as always, Scotty boy. Uh, it's the Double Up Podcast, Triple Up. Right, listeners, this is part of the uh, episode where Scott's heart has instantly gone up. Uh, his heart rate, anyways, at least uh, gone up because I can see he's getting nervous. 
the the beads of sweat are coming down from his forehead. The, his palms are getting sweaty. Knees I'm, weak. I'm, yeah, I'm, yeah, worried, yeah. I'm worried you're going to ask me something about sneakers because at the moment, if you ask me anything else, I get it right. <laughs> yeah, you did all right last week. Um, last week you managed to. I was feeling generous last week, and you managed to get a bonus point and. Uh, you're now in a positive score. I'll explain to listeners, for anyone new here, um, what this segment is all about. Every single week, I give Scott three different shoes and a question or challenge connected to those shoes. He gets 30 seconds to come up with an answer in which he must immediately present me with said answer. Um, The scores on the doors are, at the minute, because of my generosity last week, is 15 to 14. I gave Scott an extra bonus point because he loved Marvel films. Uh, Scott, we are going back to sneakers this week. I'm ever so sorry. Um, And the three shoes that we are talking about this week, we have the Clot times Sakai times Nike LD Waffle. We have the Clot times Nike Air Max 1 Kiss of Death 2021. And we have the Clot times Nike Clotez in the Forest Gump colorway. Scott, I'm sure you know where this is going. Put these Clot Nike collabs in order of last sold price according to StockX in a UK9. So, Just to clarify. So we had the Cortez, not the Cortez, sorry, I've got Cortez. The Clotez. The Clotez, the Clotez. So the Clots, um, Sakai, the Clot yes. Dunk. Yes, and, so it's it's it's, it's yeah. the 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 horrible waffles that you owned. It is the uh, horrible Air Max with the see-through toe box, <laughs> and then it is the nice Clotez Forest Gump. Yes, the Forest Gump, the Clotez. Okay, so show. your thirty seconds starts now. Uh, oh, um, damn! I mean, these are all going to resell for. For some reason, well, I know that the the Sakai's resold very low, um, so I don't know. Um, but then again, Kiss of Death's never did particularly yeah, cause you, you well. Yeah, because you had to sell yours like below, like way below retail, didn't you? Because of the fact that they just there wasn't a. Um, well, a I mean, for yeah, it. I offered them around at kind of like a retail, and people were just not wanting. So obviously, I went way lower and was like, "There you go, just have yeah, a yeah. Like, whatever." Um, um, well, your thirty seconds is up. I'm ever so sorry, Scott. Okay. Right. So this is going to be all over the place. I reckon. Forest Gump's a top. I reckon the Sakai's a second, and I reckon them Kiss of Death's have plummeted off a cliff. The re-release will, I think. Yeah, they, yeah, yeah. It was a 2021. One people went, yeah, no, grail, grail, and then the second, like a year later, everyone was like, I'm selling them. They're gone. Yeah, I've got sweaty toes. That is true. Um, unfortunately, though, Scott, you are incorrect. Oh. Um, uh, to be fair, the two that you got the wrong way round are incredibly close in last sold price. At the top of the pile, we have the uh, waffles. Okay. Last sold price. Okay. Uh, last sold price one hundred and nine pounds. Fair. Uh, second, we have the Clotez Forest Gump at a hundred pounds. So there what? really is only nine quid difference. I'm my buy a pair. What? <laughs> Is it really? <laughs> well, it's last sold price, obviously. I don't know about the ask, so it might be a little bit different oh, now with the ask. Oh, them, them Bruce Lee's are going to be a lot more, aren't they? 
Yeah, that's what oh, I was wow. thinking. That's Bruce why I went Lee's with the Forrest Gump. 300 quid for the Bruce Lee. Yeah, Damn. and last but not least, the Air Max One Kiss of Death 2021 is £75. I mean, the last sold price in the Forrest Gump Clotez, in my size, is £92. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I mean, fair enough. Yeah, to be fair, looking right now, that's, that's, the, the ask for the Forrest Gump pair is £99 and a UK 9. So, yeah, it's the last sold is 100 wow. ask is 99 That's tight. That's so, tight. I mean, fair. Yeah, I'm, I'm really surprised. It's I a weird shoe. It's I a really, really weird shoe. Because they, they didn't, they released but didn't at the same time, if you get me. Like, they did release, but over here they didn't really get much. So No, no, no. And again, it's, it's a strange shoe as well. It's one of those things that people that love it are going to absolutely love it. People that hate it are going to absolutely hate it because it is weird and wonderful i think they're really really nice especially kind of the white and black pair the first pair that kind of came out i think they're absolutely beautiful uh the yin yang as they were called um which again much higher price if i'm looking in a uk nine last sold 263 buy for 342 so clearly people are just maybe people don't like forest gump maybe they don't like the fact that life is like a box of chocolates but scott unfortunately you are 15 and 15 so better luck next week mate uh and with that probably a good opportunity for me to say thank you for listening to the doubled up podcast remember if you like this episode leave us a five star rating and review and share the podcast with your friends and family make sure you follow at doubled up podcast on instagram and use hashtag doubled up pod to be featured on the instagram page and remember you can also get us on threads these days you can find me matt at matt underscore sibley underscore on instagram scott tell the listeners where they can find you you can find me at underscore sneaky teacher speak to you next time guys goodbye and as always peace manuson is the